stay strong in your artistry because that's what keeps you grounded. That's kind of what keeps you whole. <laughs> Welcome to the Passion Behind the Art Show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Pinnock. All right, I am pretty excited to have with me Mark Meadows on the Passion Beyond the Art Show, a great musician, and I'm excited to hear his story. Mark, welcome. I'm so glad to be here with you, my brother. How did Mark's journey start into music? Oh, man. Well, I was uh, about five years old when my dad first took me to Rosalie Levant, who was a very classical Russian piano teacher in um, Dallas, Texas. And he actually lied to her. He told her I was six because she wouldn't start lessons before the age of six. But he really wanted me to take with her because she was world-renowned and very acclaimed. And she told told her I was six. And come to my actual sixth birthday, you know, she was like, oh, Mark, how does it feel to be seven? I was like, I'm six years old. What are you talking about? But by then, we were so close. You know, there, there's no no turning back. <laughs> so, yeah, started started classically. Um, I've been around jazz all my life because my dad's a jazz vocalist, um, and I've been around you know the church all my all my life growing mm. up. So I had the music in my ear, but uh, I was really um, it was fostered from taking classical lessons with Rosalie, um, and just being around you know my dad and, and all the music that he was always kind of forcing me to be around and, and hear around the house and everything. So it was all my family's musical. My my uncle was supposed to be one of the pips for Gladys Knight. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was actually her high school sweetheart, Winston Meadows. He's in, he's in her autobiography and everything. Um, but my grandma wouldn't let him travel because she was like, you got to finish school. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, it's, man, music for me, it's not, there's no start date, end date. It's just always been there. <laughs> okay, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. So yeah. when people hear Mark's music, what are you what are you trying to get them to feel, to experience? I'm trying to get them to feel my unique life experiences. Um, I come from a kind of unique background in that uh, I was born in D.C. in a predominantly black area. And then I moved to Dallas when I was five years old to a predominantly white area. Mm-hmm. But every single summer and every Christmas, my, my parents were split, so I would spend my summers and Christmas holidays in Washington, D.C. and like all black area. And then I'd spend the school year in the suburbs of Dallas, of Richardson, Texas, to be exact. And so I was kind of always transplanted back and forth between these two completely different cultures. And as a kid, I've learned to adapt. And I, the older I get, the more secure and grounded I feel. But um, with that unique life experience uh, and also with my amazing um I've been blessed with many, many different experiences and, and have overcome a lot of challenges. And so I want people to feel what that feels like, because I think that's what kind of comes out in my writing, my unique perspective, my love and joy that I've had from these perspectives. Oh. And um, mo- I'd say I have like my I have like message music. My music normally serves some kind of deeper message that I want people to receive. And it's really what I've been through. Oh. So I. I'd say it's a culmination of, you know, um, a message. And it's also just an honest perspective of what I've gone through, um, be it good or bad, and trying to to have people actually feel what I felt. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. So you're like flip-flopping between these two cultures, grasping from each side. 
So you kind of like, you kind of create this kind of, you kind of have this cr- different mix. Interesting. Yeah, but I would come back after summer transformed. I go from wearing Adidas to white tees. <laughs> and all my, all my Texas friends are like, Mark, why you got, what's, what's, what are you hair? <laughs> so, so what would you say was the, probably, if it's one or two, um, the hardest struggle you had to overcome? Um, definitely one of them was, uh, when I was a freshman in college, um, my best friend who was a year under me, he was a senior in high school when I was freshman, uh, amazing drummer, um, had a full ride to like the new school in Manhattan school music. He was like that cat. He was like that, you know, up and coming drummer that everybody was talking about. He died tragically in an accident and, uh, man, I was real tough, you know, not only, losing your best friend, but also your freshman year of college, that's kind of a big thing to happen with, with the big transition at colleges. And also just me not being able to be there was really tough. Mm. So, you know, I've, I've written one of one song on my second album entitled, the, the, the album's something good, the song's called Way Up Here. Um, that's a song that I wrote for him. Whenever we played together, you know, in high school, I say, James, man, how was, you know, how was my solo? Because, like, everybody in high school was all insecure. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yo, bro, like, how, do, how, how that solo sounds? Like, Mark, you way up here, man. You all <laughs> way up here. And he always said that to me. So I wrote a song called Way Up Here. Yeah. So did this kind of, like, influence you or affect you musically? I think it influenced my drive mm. because I know that he – missed out on an opportunity to show the world his artistry Hmm. it kind of was like i gotta you know i gotta carry the weight for both of us so really it just kind of put this fire in me and you know whenever i talk to his i still talk to his mom like every now and then and she always you know tells me you know do it for james do it for boo Hmm. and uh it kind of it really it pushes me awesome um so who would you say was kind of your support system like the people around you that kind of i've got the biggest support system out of any musician (laughs) (laughs) my 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 family first and you know first and foremost my dad is a huge support system in fact i didn't go to school for music i went to school for psychology Hmm. and my dad was kind of like what like (laughs) you ain't going after all these lessons i paid for um but i think he knew deep down in his heart that eventually i'd come back to it which i did and uh between him and my mom always telling me, I knew from day one you were going to be great. Like, she, you know, she, <laughs> she said, it, it was, I knew from conception you were, you know, it's funny at all. But, uh, and then, you know, my, my, all the ch- churches I've been involved in um, and all throughout my, my youth, uh, my friends, my high school, you know, I still have people that, that, supported me from the age of 12 that still come out to my shows you know whenever in in, in different cities you know they'll surprise me so I've, I've got support everywhere that's great man because that's not usually a, a, a regular thing you know what i mean like the people who yeah. you know sometimes you you get to a certain level and sometimes you don't really see those people as a whole different group of people that support you i i so far i guess i'm i'm another fortunate son i've got <laughs> I've got some, I've still got support everywhere. Oh, that's what's up. What's up? So, how did the church affect your music? Oh man, it affected everything about my music. I think it affected the way I listen. I think it affected the way I respond musically. 
think it affected um, the emotional content. I think the church is one of the, I think, now I'm not one, the church is the best school for music because you play music with purpose in a church. You play music, first of all, it's technically as advanced as, as music can get. And secondly, when you're playing, you know, a lot of times what people miss out, I think, from going to college is that emotional, spiritual part of the music, which is, is the most important part. You know, when you're when you're playing in church and you are you got people shouting and dancing, and jumping and you're playing to try to exude that energy. It changes the way you approach the instrument. It changes the way you approach the entire platform. Um, and so I think that's that's I, whenever I play, I, people, if, if anyone that has seen me play knows that I'm full of joy when I play. I'm full of emotion. I'm moving. I'm in it. And I think a lot of that comes from the church. That's interesting. Yeah. So are you still, like, playing heavily in churches and stuff like that? Yeah, it's funny you say that. No, I've not been playing in church for about three years now. Oh, okay. Um, I played from the age of 14 until I was, like, 23. Um, and so when I moved to D.C. about four years ago. And uh, ever since then, I've, I've really tried to embrace my career. And okay. unfortunately, the... You know, early morning, early, early Sundays are tough for a jazz musician. Yeah, <laughs> and I've I've been doing some traveling, and you know, it's it's uh it's still it's still with me, and I still listen a lot, mm-hmm. but um, it's on a brief pause right now. I think eventually I'll probably play in church again. Okay, so who would you say was some of your top musical influences? Oh man, um, I definitely say uh, Herbie Hancock is a huge influence. Mm. Um, Gene Harris amazing jazz pianist uh stevie wonder especially when it comes to my songwriting um i sing as well and whenever i i'd say my lyrical content and my melodies are very stevie influenced um my dad gabe gabriel meadows uh okay. his birthday was actually yesterday he's a big influence on me um keith jarrett uh chick Corea, um robert glasper for sure uh, all the really a lot of the people that I play with, you know, people okay. like um, a lot of DC local people like Aquia Ulrich and uh, Chris Fun and Warren Wolf. Um, everybody in my band, you know, CB DeShield, um, Brent Burkhead. Uh, pretty much whenever I whenever I play, I I really like to say that whatever I play is kind of what my band has influenced me with because I like I, I listen a lot and so mm. I'm hearing what they've been feeding me for the past three years and so that's what's coming out of me so when you made your first album like what was that like how did how did that come about well my first album actually was kind of more so produced by my dad I was in high school when I did my first album mm. and so you know mm-hmm. The first album, it was great. I'm proud of it, but it was a different sound, a, a bit, a very different sound, I think, than my second album. Whereas my second album was all me. I was an adult. I was out of grad school, and that was uh, that was kind of the first real album experience, I think, in terms of like me actually holding the reins. Okay. Um, it, it was great. It was fun. It was tough. It was revealing. It was humbling <laughs> it's a whole people don't understand how much work go into those things it's it's 
it's more than a portfolio. It's it's a it's a statement of everything you've done in your career. Um, that's going that's out there forever. So yeah, it was a great experience, and I'm glad I did it. And I'm I need to do my fourth. I've, I got three albums out, and uh, the fourth one's on its way. Okay, okay. So in in regards to like getting your album together, like what would what was like the most the hardest part about that? Um, really, the details was the hardest part. You know, the music is—it's not easy, but it, the music is is what we know how to do. It's the song licensing and mm. copyright and barcode and I UPC code and you know all all that technical, the artwork and credits and publishing and all that. That's that's the work. <laughs> You know, it's funny you say that. That's the truth, cause I'm more, I'm running into that right now, cause I'm a yeah. designer. I'm a designer. Okay. But um, cause I sing. I'm actually working okay. on a on a project right now. And oh, it's funny. No. It's, it's funny you say that. When you said the music is the music, like you you go and you record, and that's basically it. Yeah. But the other yeah. stuff, the, the split sheets yeah. and, 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 and all and that, there, there's a right and a wrong. <laughs> You know, the music is like this is right, this is this is not right. Right. Art it's like, no, you could make it green. No, you could make it black and white. You know, it's like, oh god. Yeah, so it's funny you say that. That is probably the most um the toughest part about creating any kind of project really. It's just the the, 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 the publishing, the split sheets, the all of that stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So um what you got coming? What's what's coming next? You got this number four coming. Like, when is that coming out? Um, can you tell us a little bit of what it's about? Yeah, sure. So it's definitely going to be in 2018. Um, I don't have a specific date yet, but uh, I've already got a few tracks that I've been doing. Um, I've been I've done a few tribute shows. One tribute show has been Stevie Wonder. Mm -hmm. So I've got some Stevie Wonder music that I've rearranged. Um, I've got some original music. My past album was entitled To the People, and it was a very social justice conscious album, um, which I'm proud of, and I think uh, that needed to be heard, and I'm glad I got that off my chest. But now I'm at a state where, with everything going on, I'm trying to get a little bit more joy out there. Mm. And so I think this next album is going to be, it's going to, you know, it, it's not going to have as many serious overtones as this last one. It's going to be a little more, less, less, less. A smile, let's, let's laugh, let's dance. I kind of want it to to make people move, but still hold true to what what jazz is and what I am to the core, which is a jazz musician who improvises and feeds off of the moment. So, are you doing vocals on this too, or is it, mm -hmm. okay? I but I'm also going to be using some other vocalists to collaborate with. Okay. Um, I've been doing some things called a, a band together series. Mm which is where I collaborate with another artist and we we collaborate on each other's music, you know. Mm. They 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 sing mine, I sing and or play theirs and uh we kind of create a joint. It's almost like a co-bill but a little more personal. Because generally when I do these band together series, often it will be just duo or it'll mm. be a more intimate setting so we can really kind of vibe off of each other and and use our our own music to you know, our own artistry to influence the composition of the other person. Okay, cool. So what advice would you have for musicians? Um, I would say, 
um, always be true to your craft, whatever that might be. You know, always uh, stay strong in your artistry because that's what keeps you grounded. That's oh, kind wow. of what keeps you whole. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, stay organized. Um, keep those contacts. Keep the, you know, just just have have everything stored and written down somewhere. Everything. I don't, whether or not it's business related, practice related, contacts, reaching out, deadlines, just something about writing it down and being organized uh, and has setting goals and checking in with those goals. A lot of times what we do is, you know, we'll write a goal January 2nd, everybody, <laughs> and then you don't visit them until December 31st. And so I think often, you know, every Three, I, I at least like every season try to check in with my goals and see what I did, what I didn't do, modify. If I didn't meet them, then maybe next time I set goals, you know, maybe tone it down a bit. Mm. Yeah. Well, man, um, I think that's it. We um, okay. Yeah, it was uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. I like what oh, you're doing. Man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Sorry for the delay. <laughs> oh, man, don't worry about that. But, man, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, we definitely keep in touch. Like what you're doing. Um, listen to a couple, a couple of your music. Uh, listen to you on your um, Instagram. Like what you're doing, man. Oh, cool. Like, like hey, what you're doing. Shit. So, for sure, shit. man, keep in touch. Um, safe travels. Thanks, Derek. Best of luck, man. All right. Blessings. All right. Likewise. I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at dpcreates on Instagram or Twitter. And please leave me a review on iTunes because that helps the podcast to grow. Thanks again. Be blessed.